Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Right. Welcome to the old radio. The the old radio. Co- the old the old. Ra- it's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 23 of season 2, and time for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. And today is a special hump day happy hour edition of the podcast, so that means two back-to-back episodes of a classic comedy radio show. The Jack Benny program was one of the longest-running and most successful radio shows of all time, running for more than two decades, from May 2, 1932, as a Canada Dry Ginger Ale program, and ending on May 22, 1955. It switched networks and sponsors over the years multiple times, and is considered by many to be the gold standard of American comedy shows. It also is rare in that almost every single episode has been preserved from 1936 onward, including the show's 1932 premiere, which is a huge win for us comedy radio fans. So sit back and relax for the December 6, 1936 and March 19, 1939 broadcasts of the Jack Benny Program. The Jell-O program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston and Phil Harris and his orchestra. The orchestra opens a program with I Am In A Dancing Mood from the picture, This Will Make You Whistle. Only 16 more shopping days from now till Christmas. 16 busy days, each day busier than the one before. 16 days with little time for planning or preparing your daily menus. So stock up on Jell-O right now, because with Jell-O in your kitchen, you'll never be at a loss for a delicious, easily prepared dessert. You'll save time and trouble whenever you serve Jell-O, and its refreshing taste, its bright, cheerful color are a happy prelude to Christmas time. Jell-O is always welcome, for Jell-O is always enjoyable with its fine, fresh fruit taste. More of the flavor of real ripe fruit, more skillfully blended. These are the reasons for Jell-O's added richness. No other gelatin dessert has Jell-O's extra rich fruit flavor. So make sure you get the real thing. Insist on genuine Jell-O. was I'm in a dancing mood played by the orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you that, uh... Hey, Jack. Yeah? What's the matter with your eye? Nothing. Why? Well, it looks kind of swollen and discolored. It's nothing. Go on and introduce me, will you? This isn't television. Okay. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you that genial fellow with the gray suit and the black eye, Jack Benny. Hello again, this is Smiling Jack Benny coming to you in his usual good spirits and never felt better in his life. And tonight, folks... No kidding, we... Jack. Uh, what happened to your eye? Well, Don, if you must know, I was on my way over tonight in a great hurry, and I drove into a filling station to get some gas and got into an argument with the attendant. I finally lost my temper and knocked him down. You did? Yeah. Then I got up and he knocked me down again. <laughs> Well, this went on for about three minutes, and then I took a terrific swing at him, hit him on the jaw, and he went out like a light. 
Well, well, then what happened? I finally got away without having my windshield cleaned. <laughs> look, Don, look. All I wanted was a little gas, that's all. Is that asking too much? No, no, of course not. I didn't want my fenders manicured or any rose water in my radiator. I just wanted a little gas. There's nothing wrong with that. Of course, I'll admit I shouldn't have lost my temper amidst such glamorous surroundings. You know what these California gas stations are like. Oh, for heaven's sakes, what kind of a gas station was it? What kind? Don, have you ever seen the Taj Mahal by moonlight? <laughs> With its marble pillars and sunken gardens? Yes. Well, just put three gas pumps in front of it and you've got it. <laughs> Well, to tell the truth, I didn't mind so much when the man, when the man insisted on cleaning my windshield. But when he started to wash my face, that was going just a little too far. I don't blame you, Jack. You know, I must drop in there for gas sometime if it's that swanky. By all means. And if you do, Don, be sure to ask for Oscar. He's the mater de lubrication. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jack, uh, you better have your eye attended to. It's getting worse. Oh, it'll go away. Hello, Jack. Do you look good? I do. Take a look at his eye, Mary. Oh, Hello, Jack. Do you look bad? Mm. What happened? Oh, nothing. I had an argument with a guy who was selling me something, that's all. Mm, you're some sap to buy a black eye. I didn't buy it. It was given to me. Gee, I wouldn't have it for a gift. Don't be comical. Anyway, you ought to see the other guy. See, I can always take care of myself. Well, then why do you let that Phil Harris bulldoze you all the time? That guy gets away with murder. Oh, no, he doesn't. After what I told him last week, he's plenty worried. Believe me, Don, there's not room on this program for both me and Phil Harris. Is there, Mary? I'm not talking till after Christmas. <laughs> oh. You know, Jack, Phil's late again today. I know it, and I'm just waiting for him to get here, that's all. And you'll hear the... Well, just wait till he gets here. Now, don't do anything rice, Jack. Don't worry, he won't. Oh, no. Here comes Phil now, and Kenny's with him. Oh, he's got Kenny that way, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then I stuffed a pill under my shirt and made off like I was fat. Oh, gee, that's good. You're funnier than Jack. Who isn't? <laughs> Hello, Buck. Hmm. Hiya, Jack. Now, come here, Kenny. What's the idea of walking in here ten minutes late? Well, I was with Phil. Now, don't change the subject. I've had enough of your actions coming in here late every week. This is the first time. It's Phil that's always... And furthermore, I don't like your attitude one bit. <laughs> Neglecting your work and running around with girls. I don't have any girls. It's Phil that's... Well, cut it out. That's all. Oh, leave him alone, Jack. He's a lovable dope. Yeah. Now, look, Kenny, you're just a kid, and you've got your whole life before you. You ought to watch your step. See, do you want to grow up to be like Phil Harris? Do I? Wow! <laughs> Well, you can't do it on this program. Either straighten yourself out or I'll do it for you. Say, Jack, it's Phil's fault. Why don't you ball him out? Listen, Mary, I'm just ignoring him. That hurts a lot more than a balling out, believe me. Well, he's standing there kidding with the orchestra. He doesn't look hurt. Say, a smile covers many a broken heart. Oh, Don, while you're over there, ask Mr. Harris to play the next number. Why don't you ask him yourself? I don't want to talk to him. First thing you know, we'll get into an argument and... After all, I've only got one good eye. <laughs> and you want to keep that open. Yeah. <laughs> Phil's the type who'll take advantage of my condition. Tell him to play, Don. Say, Jack, well, you're acting like a kid. Come on, snap out of it. What's the matter with you anyway? <laughs> if I did anything wrong, I'm sorry. Let's shake hands and make up. Go on, Jack. Shake hands with him. Oh, no. It's probably a trick to break my arm. <laughs> I wasn't born yesterday. Thought he'd catch me off my guard. Jack, that's ridiculous. Well, that's the dirtiest trick yet, the big bully. You better play, Phil. Okay. Imagine breaking a guy's arm when he can only see out of one eye. That's the most brutal thing. I... And look at him. Look at him now, picking up that stick. He's going to hit me. That's his baton. He's getting ready to lead the orchestra. Oh, I bet he's got it full of lead. The big
That was I'm in Love with a Brand New Baby, played by Strangler Lewis and his orchestra. <laughs> Which would have been rendered much more effectively if their leader got to bed nights. <laughs> Mary, get a load of Phil pretending to be busy over that sheet of music. I bet he's got a phone number written on it someplace. I bet it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> he brags plenty. I've seen some of those girls he goes out with. They're not so hot. You said it. Yeah. I saw him out with a girl last night, and she wasn't a bit better looking than Loretta Young. <laughs> he don't care who he goes out with as long as she splits the check. Hey, funny man, was that last crack meant for me? Puh. <laughs> Well, was it? It wasn't meant for Paul Whiteman. <laughs> so if the shoe fits, put it where it belongs. Don't tempt him, Jack. <laughs> That's so. He talks a great fight. Now, wait a minute, Jack. I've tried to be a regular fella, but you've gone a little too far. Enough is enough. Oh, you've had enough, huh? <laughs> you see, Mary, he gives up the coward. That's what he is. Coward? Why, you swell-headed... You swell-headed... Punk. You swell-headed punk. I'll take care of you. Oh, you will, eh? Well, if I had the use of both of my eyes, I'd give you something to write home about. Oh, yeah. 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 For yeah. hemp and yeah. sakes, fellas, what's the matter with you? Ladies and gentlemen, when you order Jell-O for your dessert, insist on genuine Jell-O. Look for the big red letters on the box. And remember, it comes in six delicious flavors, strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. Yeah. 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 Look at that silly goo. Now, wait a minute. You're not talking to Kenny Baker, you know. I'll say you're not. You keep out of this. <laughs> you hear? Don't worry, Kenny. I'll take care of him. You and who else? Ha! Top that one, big boy. <laughs> say, Mary, look at him standing there with a chip on his shoulder. Quiet. It might be muscle. <laughs> yeah, it would be just like him to hide muscle under his coat. <laughs> the sneak. I'm so mad my ears are ringing. That's a phone. Oh. <laughs> Hello? Who? It's for you, Mary. Plainfield calling. Plainfield? Yeah. Hello? Oh, hello, Mama. How did you happen to call? Hmm. What? Oh, they're fighting as usual. See, everybody knows about it. <laughs> no, no, don't worry about me. I'll be all right. Oh, it isn't that bad, Mama. I don't have to get under the piano. You see, Phil? No, Mama. Jack didn't break Phil's arm. Phil broke Jack's arm. I did not. I don't want to disappoint Mama. <laughs> no, that's so. Yes. Yes, Mama's too bad about Jack's eye. What? <laughs> well, give my love to everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> well, what are you laughing at? Mama said if you kept your mouth shut, your eye'd be open. <laughs> oh, she did, huh? Well, why don't she join this program? We're short of comedians. Say, uh, say, Jack. What? Kenny wants to sing his song now, and he's afraid to mention it. Well, let him sing. Why ask me? Nobody around here seems to worry much about what I think. Should I sing now? Yes, Kenny, go ahead. Don't bother asking me. I'm just a stooge around here anyway. Oh, no, you're not, Jack. No, oh, not much. No. Hmm, I'm surprised I'm allowed to talk. Sing, Kenny. Go ahead, your pal Harris will cooperate with you. Go ahead, Kenny. Yes, anytime. In the middle of one of my jokes, if you want to. Don't mind me. Nobody else does. Hmm, the next orcs lead I hire is either going to be a gentleman or smaller than I am. <laughs> Sing, Kenny. What are you waiting for? Sing! Close to 
Your very wish would be my command. I hold my breath when I hold your hand. Close to me, you're so close to me, and somehow we're so far apart. Close to Me, sung by Kenny Baker, accompanied by the Jello Orchestra. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, we were supposed to continue our serial, Buck Benny Rides Again. As you will remember, last Sunday night, the play ended with Buck Benny having just cornered Cactus Face Elmer, the outlaw, in Ike Muller's saloon. But Cactus Face, using unfair tactics, like some other people I'm associated with... <laughs> made good his escape. Meanwhile, up to this very moment, we have been unable to locate Cactus Face. So tonight, we will have to discontinue Buck Benny. Aww. It hurts me too, fellas. Kinda had my heart in that there character. But anyway, not to disappoint our listeners altogether, tonight we are going to present an original society drama entitled Money Ain't Everything. Or, oh yeah? I will play the part of Jay Stuyvesant Schnorrer, American millionaire who is cruising the Mediterranean on his luxurious yacht. I will be his daughter, I imagine. Yes. Don Wilson will play the captain of the boat. And as a special added attraction, he will not mention our product. Not at all, Jack. Not one single flavor. Shucks. Uh, Kenny Baker will play the part of a bogus prince. And owing to the shortage of actors, our orchestra leader will play the part of Kenny's brother, who is also bogus. <laughs> and I don't mean only in the play. <laughs> what? This will go on immediately after the next number, which will be rendered by that Vine Street playboy and his yes man. Uh, Mary, take a quick look and see if Phil is burning up. <laughs>
vote to vote for Mr. Rhythm from the big broadcast of 1937. And now for our play, Money Ain't Everything. The scene takes place on the palatial yacht of that well-known millionaire, Jay Stuyvesant Schnorrer, which is cruising the peaceful Mediterranean with a gay party of moochers aboard. We now take you to the yacht, Bad Check, which is bouncing all over the Mediterranean. <laughs> Curtain. Music. Waves. <laughs> oh, uh, Mrs. Vanderveer. Mrs. Vanderveer. Yes, Mr. Schnorra. You'll have to ask your little boy to put back the steering wheel. We've been going around in a circle for three days. How do you know? We just bumped into the back of the boat. Uh, very well. Well, Mr. Snorer, look, we're heading straight for an iceberg. An iceberg? Where? Right ahead of you. That's Wilson, and he's cold. Oh, Captain. Yes, Mr. Snorer? I wish you'd put a bottom in our swimming pool. I've lost three of my best friends. And by the way, have you seen my daughter? Uh, she's about someplace, sir. Well, I must find her. Uh, begging your pardon, sir, I must warn you about your daughter. Really? There are fortune hunters aboard, and now that she's twice as rich as ever before, every day millions of people propose to her. Now, Captain, are you sure it's my daughter's interest you have at heart? Yes, and I hope the man she marries will be half as true as the extra-rich true fruit flavor of my favorite dessert. <laughs> Thank you, Captain. I'm glad you think as much of my daughter as you do of your job. Ah, here she comes now. Uh, hello, Peter. That's Peter. <laughs> uh, daughter, uh... uh... Tell me, daughter, uh, where have you been? Up on the poop deck, drinking pop. That's a pip. You said it, Pat. My child, you look worried tonight. What's on your mind? Uh, Prince Boris and Prince Morris have asked me to marry them, and I don't know which one to accept. You mean those bogus noblemen? Why, they're nothing but fortune hunters. Where are they now? Uh, down in the coal bin playing shovelboard. That's calling a spade a spade. Uh, now, my dear child, why do you want to marry either one of those designing schemers? They're only after my money. That's not true. It is true, and you know that such a marriage cannot last. Oh, you say that every time I get married. And I'm always right. You've had enough rice thrown at you to fill the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> Weddings, husbands, every year a new honeymoon. Why do you get married so often? I got a boyfriend in Niagara Falls. <laughs> Well, one thing you can be sure of, young lady. I won't stand for either one of those fake princes. Uh, pardon me, Mr. Schnorrer. Yes? The stowaways are complaining about the food. <laughs> well, tell them to throw it overboard. They did, and the sharks threw it back. <laughs> What's the score? Oh, uh, Peter, here come the two princes now. Ah, Prince Boris. Mademoiselle. Prince Morris. Mademoiselle. Quiet, Prince. <laughs> oh, uh, Peter, I want you to meet Boris Morris. They've been on your yacht for three months. Oh, so that's who they are. I saw them in the dining room so often, I thought they were the waiters. Give me back my tips. <laughs> Fooey on you. That goes for me, too. You I'm not worried about. Now, your highnesses, I understand that both of you bums are in love with my daughter. Is that right? Yes. yes. And you want to marry my daughter? Yes. yes. And if I was broke, would you still want to marry her? Yes. Just as I thought. I won't stand for this, daughter. You can't marry either one of them. Oh, but I love him, Father. Which one? The one in the middle. You need glasses. Where did he come from? The pup deck. Hmm. Well, let's get down to facts. Even if I should permit this marriage, Your Excellencies, only one of you tramps can be her husband. I have an idea. We'll toss a coin to decide. Have you a coin, brother? No, have you? No. Then we'll fight a duel. Good. Daughter, leave the yacht. I want to watch. Leave the yacht, I say. Okay. <laughs> Doggone it, I meant leave the room. <laughs> 
Oh, Captain. Captain, my daughter fell overboard. Fish her out of the water. What'll I use for bait? A mink coat. She'll snap at that. <laughs> and I'm not kidding, fella. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, let's go on with the duel, gentlemen. Here are the pistols. Mine's okay. Hey, wait a minute. Mine isn't loaded. Huh, you're telling me. <laughs> now stand back to back. Pistols in right hand. March ten paces. Turn and fire. Understand? Yes. All right. Ready? One. Two. Three. Four. Oh, Mr. Schnorrer. Mr. Schnorrer. Yes? A cablegram for you, sir. A cablegram? Let's have it. Hmm. Hold everything. Hey, fellas, listen to this. It's from Frank Carson. What does it say? It says, Dear Buck. Have just located Cactus Face Elmer. Return at once. I'm holding the posse till you get here. Well, what do you know about that? Come on, boys, let's go. We ain't got a minute to lose. But Benny rides again. Watch out, man. Don't get the horses wet. This will continue next Sunday night. Will Buck get Cactus Face? Will the horses get wet? Will Phil Harris get here on time? These and many more questions will be answered next Sunday night. Jack, are you screwy? Tune in next Sunday night and find out. Play Phil. <laughs> For years, chocolate pudding has been one of the most popular desserts, but now it's more popular than ever, and all because of Jell-O chocolate pudding, the new way to make that grand old-fashioned favorite. Jell-O chocolate pudding is smoother, creamier, more chocolatey. It's amazingly easy to make, too, and it brings you delicious, real homemade flavor. Just follow these simple directions. Mix the contents of a package of Jell-O chocolate pudding with some milk in the top of your double boiler and let it cook for about 10 minutes when the mixture will be thick and luscious. Wait for it to cool and then serve your prize pudding in sherbet glasses. It's no trouble to make. And once you've tasted Jell-O chocolate pudding, I know you'll agree that it's one of the swellest desserts you ever served. Your family and friends will tell you so, too. Get some Jell-O chocolate pudding in the morning. It sells for the same low price as Jell-O, and one package makes enough for six happy servings. If your grocer hasn't put uh, Jell-O chocolate pudding in stock yet, be sure he orders it for you. This is the last number of the 10th program in the new Jell-O series, and we'll be with you again next Sunday night at the same time. And I'll be glad to be see, that is Mary and I, will be glad to see all of our Phoenix, Arizona friends Tuesday night. Uh, say, Mary, I'm giving a little party tonight at the Trocadero. You want to join me? Oh, sure, Jack. Uh, how about you, Don? Thanks, Jack. I'll be glad to. Uh, you too, Kenny? Okay. Well, I guess that's about all. <laughs> Uh, didn't you forget someone, Jack? Oh, I don't think so, no. <laughs> uh, good night, folks. <clears throat> J-E-L-L The tune, Just One of Those Things, is from the production Jubilee. The Jell-O program starring Jack Benny has come to you from the NBC studios in Hollywood. This is the Red Network of the National Broadcasting Company. How was that for a transition? J-E-L-L! The Jell-O program, starring Jack Benny, with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Kenny Baker, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The orchestra opens a program with This Is It.
The season opens. Marbles, skipping rope, bicycles, baseball, new hats for wives and seed catalogs for husbands. There's one word for it, spring. And there's one dessert for it, Jell-O. For Jell-O's bright and glowing colors certainly suit the season. And Jell-O's delicious, extra-rich fruit flavors are refreshing as bright springtime breeze. Serve it any way you like. It's bound to make a hit. A shimmering mold of layered Jell-O, perhaps strawberry, orange, and lime. A frothy bowl full of whipped Jell-O in tempting pastel colors. Twinkling little Jell-O cubes, maybe raspberry and lemon. There are lots of ideas to choose from, and Jell-O makes every one a success. For that extra-rich fruit flavor tastes as delicious as the real ripe fruit. And that's why Jell-O desserts are so satisfying every time. So look for the big red letters on the box. They spell Jell-O, and Jell-O spells a treat. played by the orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, every Sunday at this time, it is my custom to bring you Jack Benny. Tonight, however, Jack is confined to his house with a slight cold. Slight? I went to see him this morning and there was a man with a sickle sitting on his bed. <laughs> oh, he isn't that bad. Say, how'd Jack get that cold anyway? Well, he got it from Carmichael, his polar bear. Well, it's his own fault. He shouldn't have kissed him. <laughs> it wasn't that. Jack's been taking care of him, and that's how it happened. Boy, between Jack and that polar bear, Rochester sure got his hands full. He certainly has. Well, anyway, let's get on with the program. Now, folks, inasmuch as Jack is unable to be here tonight, Phil, Kenny, and I are going to try to bring you our own little show, which we hope to Jeepers, creepers, I ain't closed my peepers. Jeepers, creepers, I ain't shut my eyes. Rochester. Gosh, oh, get up. I can't hold my head up. Gosh, Rochester, oh. quiet. <coughs> I feel bad enough without that Central Avenue serenade. Uh, uh, hand me that cough medicine, will you? Here you are. Thanks. <laughs> this room shows funny sight. You in one twin bed and that polar bear in the other. Say, well, what's funny about it? Uh, if there was a walrus on the sofa, you'd look like Alice in Wonderland. Oh, don't be so fantastic. <laughs> Quiet, Carmichael. Daddy's right here with you. <laughs> Quiet now. I can't understand why you didn't put that bear in the other room. Well, because you wouldn't take care of him, that's why. I asked you to do me a little favor, and you refused. A little favor? You wanted me to open his mouth and swab out his throat. Well... Man, that's just bad casting. <laughs> well, look, Rochester, what are you afraid of? He won't bite your hand. He won't. Of course not. He's tame, isn't he? Well, I'm tame, too, but I get hungry. <laughs> Why, Rochester. <coughs> Rochester, you ought to be ashamed of yourself being afraid of Carmichael. You've got a yellow streak clear down your back. Not anymore. He scratched it off. <laughs> oh, he did, eh? Boss, one of these days, I'm going to give that bear a goldfish with a Mickey Finn in it. You'll do nothing of the kind, so don't be so smart. Gesundheit, <laughs> high time, Michael. Where's that nurse I hired, Rochester? She's never around. I saw her down in the kitchen playing fantan with the cook. She is? My goodness, she shouldn't play cards with Swing High. He's very lucky. Now, for three weeks straight, he's won his salary from me. <laughs> what a gambler. Well, he might be all right at cards, but he don't know how to handle them Mississippi models. Oh, shooting dice, eh? Rochester, have you been taking Swing High's money away from him again? Well, that ain't fried rice I've been toting to the bank. <laughs> now, I want you to stop with that dice shooting immediately. You're wearing out all your uniforms at the knees. Now, go in the kitchen and get the nurse. Here she is, boss. Oh, yes. It's time for your hot toddy, Mr. Carmichael. My name isn't Carmichael. <laughs> I've told you a thousand times, Carmichael is that bear in the other bed. Oh, that's right. Do you mind if I put an X on your forehead? <laughs> no, go right ahead. I want you to be happy here. Now, look, Miss, uh, Miss, uh... Latouche. Oh. 
Well, Miss Latouche, I wish you'd take my temperature. I think I'm getting a fever. Okay, as soon as I give the bear his hot toddy. Hmm. Now, come on, Carmichael, open your mouth. <laughs> Better be careful, nurse. Man, look at those teeth. Carmichael, drink this hot toddy. <laughs> See, you certainly are a brave girl. How old are you, Miss Latouche? Just 20. 20, eh? You better leave that bear alone so you can vote next year. <laughs> He's, he's right, Miss Latouche. You better watch yourself. Oh, he's just bluffing. Now, Carmichael, for the last time, drink this hot toddy. Well, he sure went for that. Was it good, Carmichael? <laughs> now, don't show off. It wasn't that strong. I think I'll go down. I think I'll go down and have one myself. See you later. Now, Rochester, you see how easy it was to handle Carmichael? Weren't you ashamed to let a woman show you up like that? I sure was, boss. You're not afraid of the bear now, are you? Now, tomorrow, and when old rocking chair gets me. <laughs> well, you're just big, as, big sissy. You're worse than Fred Allen. <laughs> there he goes again. Every time I mention that fellow's name, Carmichael has a fit. Yeah, why is that? Well, you see, Allen is part Eskimo, and they're natural-born enemies. <laughs> Now, look, Rochester, you better call the doctor and tell him to come over here right away. I keep getting chills all the time. <coughs> and answer the door. Okay, boss. Well, <coughs> what do you say, Carmichael? How about another game of checkers? You're one up on me, you know. <laughs> well, if you don't like it, we'll play later. And don't eat all the bananas. They were sent to us jointly. Come on now, Carmichael. Give Daddy a banana. Come on now. Give me one, I say. Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. What's the matter? Oh, Carmichael's got all the bananas, and he won't give me one. Carmichael, give me one of those. Ouch. Well, you got it. <laughs> yes, he would have to hit me with the ripest one. Oh, well, he was just playing. <laughs> How do you feel, Jack? Any better? Oh, I feel awful, Mary. I ache all over. One second I'm hot, and the next second I'm cold. Then I turn hot, then I turn cold. Oh, stop. You sound like a shower bath in a cheap hotel. <laughs> Well, there's nothing to kid about. And those pills you left here yesterday. What pills? Those pink ones you left on the dresser. I took all six of them, and they didn't do me a bit of good. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Those were buttons for my new dress. <laughs> buttons? Why, you had them in a bottle, and the label said aspirin. That's my dressmaker, Madam Aspirin. Oh. But you just planned the whole thing. I know you. Gesundheit, <laughs> <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Gee, he's... That bear is so sick. Uh, that reminds me, Jack. I don't think Rochester likes the polar bear very much. Oh, he talks a lot. But in his heart, he's very fond of that animal. Oh, yeah? Well, I was in the library a few minutes ago, and you know that space in the wall between the moose's head and the stuffed owl? Yes. Well, Rochester's got a big sign there, reserved for Carmichael. <laughs> oh, then I better keep an eye on him. <coughs> Say, Mary, I was just thinking, I bet they're having a tough time without me on the program today. Oh, don't be so egotistical. They're probably doing all right. They are, eh? I can just see Phil Harris trying to run the whole show with that Hollywood and Vine chatter of his. <laughs> I'll turn on the radio and we'll listen to it. Okay, hand me the earphones. Mary, I haven't got that set anymore. <laughs> I got a new one. Turn that switch there, KFI. Orange, lemon, and lime. So look for the big red letters on the box. Oh, darn it, we missed Don's commercial. I'll gladly repeat it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the next time you visit your neighborhood grocer, be sure to ask him for a package of Jell-O. Hmm. It comes in six delicious flavors, strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. So look for the big red letters on the box. boy, Don, that was a goodie, right in the groove. Yeah, man. Hmm, listen to Phil. And now, boys and girls, you're going to hear a little ditty from our little old tenor who's got plenty on the ball. The eight ball, folks. <laughs> oh, brother, is he corny. <laughs> Quiet, I want to listen. Well, what's your song going to be, Kenny? I'm going to sing a beautiful number entitled, A Little Bit of Heaven. That's swell, Kenny. Rip into it. Swing it, boys, and don't spare the drums. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. He makes me sick. How Ireland got its name I'll tell you so you'll understand From whence old Ireland came 
no wonder that we're proud of that dear land across the sea. For he's the way me dear old mother told the tale to me. Sure, a little bit of heaven fell from out the sky one day and nestled on the ocean so far away And when the angels found it Sure it looked so sweet and fair They said suppose we leave it For it looks so peaceful there So they sprinkled it with stardust Just to make the shamrocks grow Is the only place you'll find them no matter where you go Then they dotted it with silver To make its lake so grand And when they had it Um, a Little Bit of Heaven, sung by Kenny Baker, and very good, Kenny. Boy, you really laid him in the aisles. Thanks, Phil, and I dedicate that number to our pal Jack Benny, who was sick in bed with a cold. Oh, isn't he a sweet boy, Mary? Well, he didn't even send you flowers. That's right, the little brat. <laughs> <laughs> Say, Phil, did you tune in last Wednesday night and listen to Fred Allen? Yes, I did, Kenny. Oh, boy, I thought I'd die when Allen said that... Darn it, I wanted to hear that. Who turned off the radio? Carmichael. Oh, yes, he just hates Allen. Say, Mary, did you hear him last Wednesday night? I sure did, and he certainly exposed you, you big faker. Faker? What are you talking about? Well, Alan had the real Jack Benny on his program, and they proved you were an imposter. Imposter? Yes, you can't get away with it forever, Maxwell Stroud. <laughs> Maxwell Stroud? Let me get this straight. Did he say that my right name was Maxwell Stroud and the fellow on the program was the real Jack Benny? Absolutely. He said that when you were both babies, they got you mixed up in the hospital. Well, now, that's just a big lie because I wasn't born in a hospital. I was born in a taxi cab. <laughs> and I better say it was a yellow one or Alan will say it next Wednesday and get a big laugh. <laughs> hmm. Going around telling people that I'm Maxwell Stroud. Well, aren't you? No. Then why have they got the initials MS on all your belt buckles? Listen, Mary, that MS stands for movie star. <laughs> which I am. It's just a little publicity that I wear around my waist. <laughs> and you know what else, Jack? What? Alan said you were so cheap you put your finger down a moth's throat to get your cloth back. <laughs> oh, he said that, eh? Well, he's a fine one to talk. <laughs> Any man that'll open a can of sardines, eat the fish, use the can for a cigarette case, and then have the key made into a button hook, well... <laughs> Why, he's had a cake of bath soap for 12 years, and you can still read ivory on it. <laughs> anyway, when I get back on the air next week, I'm going to settle that Maxwell Stroud stuff. <laughs> oh, nurse, nurse. I'm coming. Will you please bring me a glass of water? My throat's awfully dry. Okay. Oh, by the way, Mary, this is my nurse, Miss Latouche. Well, many of all people. Hello, Mary. Oh, do you two know each other? Sure. Gee, Minnie, I haven't seen you since we used to go dancing at the Palomar together. Yeah, them were the days. Say, Mary, do you remember Joe Finkelhoff and Pete McGuire? Oh, yes. Are you still going around with Pete? Yeah, but I'm married to Joe. <laughs> now, that's, that's very interesting, nurse. Now, how about my glass of water? Right away. Yeah. Uh, say, Mary, what are you doing these days? Are you still with the May Company? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in radio Oh, radio? Who are you working for? I don't know, it's either Jack Benny or Maxwell Stroud Mary Hey, nurse, what about my glass of water? Say, Minnie, remember the time we went to the masquerade and we dressed up like hula dancers? <laughs> I'll say And someone dropped a piece of ice on my back and I won first prize <laughs> 
Listen, nurse, I'm going to get a glass of water if I have to tap my knee. <laughs> my goodness. All right, keep your shirt on. I'll be right back, Mary. What I have to go through for a little glass of water. I'm so thirsty I could drink a gallon. <laughs> Carmichael, I said gallon, not Alan. Oh. Don't be so touchy. Gee, he hates Alan. Say, boss. Yes, Rochester. Here's some flowers just came for you. Three beautiful roses. Only three flowers? Who are they from? The card says, we the people. <laughs> Oh, my public. <coughs> Incidentally, Rochester, while I've been in bed here with nothing to do, I've gone over our monthly accounts, and there are a few items I don't understand. Is that so? Yes. <laughs> I'd like to know where all that money's been going to. I'll be back in a minute, boss. There's somebody at the door. There's nobody at the door. Now, come here. Excuse us a minute, Mary. Go right ahead. Don't mind me. Now, look, Rochester, I don't know what kind of a system you've been using, but our food bill is something fierce. It is kind of high. High? Now, look here, last month alone, caviar, $95. I don't remember eating any caviar. I got that for myself. <laughs> oh, you did. Now, look, Rochester, I like caviar, too, but I can do without it. I know, boss, but with me, it's a magnificent obsession. <laughs> I don't care if it's from the picture of the same name. You gotta cut it out. <laughs> and all this scribbling and abbreviations. Look at this. P-C-T-T-H-O-M-D-O, $25. What in the world is that? You won't like that one. <laughs> Never mind whether I like it or not. What does P-C-T-T-H-O-M-D-O stand for? Pork chops to take home on my day off. <laughs> Isn't that awful? Now, Rochester, from now on, I want you to stop carrying food home. Can I mail it? No! <laughs> I'll take charge of the books after this. Now, call the doctor again and tell him to hurry over. I don't feel so good. Okay, boss. Mm -mm, I'm sure gonna miss that caviar. <laughs> caviar yet? What a guy. Why don't you fire him, Jack? I can't. He's got some letters I wrote to Garbo, and he won't give them back. <laughs> Say, Mary, tune in on our program and see how the jolly boys from Encino are doing. <laughs> okay. All right, Phil, I give up. Why is a kiss over the telephone like a straw hat? Because it's not felt. <laughs> oh, our poor audience. Oh, I wonder how Phil got that big laugh. He probably hit Kenny in the face with a pie. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. And now, folks, the boys in the band and myself are going to entertain you with a little swing number. Yeah. A little song entitled, Mother Feeds the Baby Garlic So She Can Find Him in the Dark. How's that one, folks? Are you listening? Yes, you big cool. That is positively cruel. Oh, nurse, nurse, where's my water? Oh, yes, do you want ice in it? I don't care if the Queen Mary's in it. Get me a glass of water. Feed the baby garlic. Wait till I see him next week.
That was Honolulu, played by the orchestra and conducted by His Majesty of Rhythm, Phil Harris. <laughs> Just call me Madge, yeah. <laughs> well, he's off again. I wonder who writes Phil's stuff anyway. Oh, some waiter at the Wilshire Bowl. <laughs> That's quite possible. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for our feature attraction tonight, the Harris High Class Art Players mm. will present an original Western melodrama entitled Buck Harris Rides Again. Original? <laughs> Did you hear that, Mary? Buck Harris Rides Again. Why, he stole that from me. Oh, I bet he never even thought of Buck Benny. What good gravy, girl, to come to your senses. <laughs> Jack, I want to listen. Now, before we go into this play, mm. folks, I'd like to announce that any resemblance to persons living dead or laid up with a cold is purely coincidental. <laughs> coincidental, my eye. Oh, shut up. Now, in this little Western drama, I will play the part of Buck Harris, the hero. Some hero. And as we are short of girls tonight, Kenny Faker will be my sweetheart, Daisy Carson. <laughs> Gee, my corset's killing me. <laughs> Imagine Kenny playing a girl's part. Now, as the scene opens, we find Sheriff Buck Harris on the trail of Cactus Face Elm. Turn the radio off. Turn it off. I can't stand it anymore. Oh, all right. Boy, if I had my strength, I'd go down to the studio and put an end to this outrage. Say, boss, the doctor's here. You want to see him? No, Rochester. I'm lying here in bed because I can't find my pants. <laughs> You're pressing them under the mattress. Never mind that. Now, show the doctor in. Okay, here he is. Oh. Now, how do you do, doctor? Well, well, young man, you need a shave. That's the bear. This is me over here. <laughs> By the way, Dr. Nelson, I'd like you to meet Miss Livingston. Oh, really? Are you the Mary Livingston? Yeah, you want to make something out of it? Mary. <laughs> Well, Doc, now that you're here, I wish you'd look me over. I feel much weaker today. All right, just open your pajama coat. And I'll take a look at your chest. Okay. <coughs> there you are, Doc. My, my, you're kind of caved in there. <laughs> yeah. Get a load of that chest. It looks like Laurel Canyon. <laughs> oh, don't be so funny. Watch your cigarette, Doc. That's my mouth, not an ashtray. <laughs> Pardon me. Now, let's see. Uh... Oh, so you're not Maxwell Stroud, eh? What are you talking about? So you're not Maxwell Stroud. No, I'm not. Then what's that MS tattooed on your chest? That's Morrison Silvers, my old vaudeville agent. <laughs> they used to brand their clients. <laughs> now, button me up, Doc. I've got to chill. Uh, not yet. I've got to tap your chest first. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty big mallet you've got there, isn't it? Yes, I play polo after work. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Doc. Now, hold still. Ooh. Hey, what's that? It's a bullet I got in the war. There's a lot more in his back. Uh, are not. Hurry up, Doc. I've got an awful chill here. All right. Now you stay in bed and keep warm. And if you want me during the night, I'll be under a table at the Coconut Grove. <laughs> so long. So long. Oh, wait a minute, Doc. While you're here, I wish you'd examine Carmichael. Oh, yes, the bear. Let's see a tap on his chest. Rochester. <laughs> I'm a little worried about Carmichael, Doc. All right. Let's take a look at our inflated poodle. <laughs> now, open your mouth, Carmichael. Come now, open your mouth. You see how easy the doctor handles him, Rochester? Yes, sir, my, my. He's got a pretty heavy cold, hasn't he, doctor? Cold nothing. This polar bear is suffering from a bad case of measles. Measles? Why, that's impossible. Oh, yeah? I'll bet you $10 that under his fur there are little red spots. Now, that's silly. Spots under his fur. Let's rip it off and find out. Rochester, get out of here. Well, what do you think we ought to do, Doc? Hey, just keep him warm and quiet, and I'll drop back in the morning. Goodbye. Goodbye, Doctor. Goodbye, Miss Livingston. Goodbye, Quack. <laughs> Bear hasn't any more measles than I have. Tune in the radio, Mary, and see what Buck Harris is doing. Okay. Hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, Sheriff Buck Harris, having finished a hearty lunch that was topped off with a dish of tempting, delicious jello, garnished with sliced bananas and whipped cream... Leave it to Don. ...is now on his way to visit his sweetheart, Daisy Carson. This ought to be good. 
We now pick up Buck Harris riding over the prairie. Imagine Harris on a horse. Yeah, I'll bet it's got a Marcel mane. <laughs> yeah, and a finger wave in the tail. Woo, partner. Woo, woo. Partner, that's my horse. Well, here's Daisy's house now. I'll see if she's in. Come in. Hello, Daisy. Hello, tall, dark, and puffy eyes. <laughs> 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 well, gal, them ain't exactly tea bags you're peeking over. Did you hear that, Mary? They're doing the same kind of jokes we did. Come on, Daisy. How about a little kiss? No, no, a thousand times no. Come on, Daisy. Why won't you kiss me? My girl will get jealous. Mary, turn that radio off. That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. What's the matter with you, anyway? What's the matter with me? They're ruining my program. That's what they're doing. I'm going right over to NBC Studio and put a stop to this whole thing. You can't go out of the house, Jack. I can, too. My cold isn't so bad. It's not that. Take a look at your face in this mirror. My face? Here, look at those spots breaking out. What? Oh, for heaven's sake, I've got the measles. Darn you, Carmichael. Rochester, Rochester, call the doctor back. Okay, boss, and if I get any mail in the next two weeks, hold it. Rochester, come back here. Although you often hear the phrase, pretty as a picture, you don't very often find a dish that lives up to it. But Jell-O really does with its six rich, glowing colors. And tonight we have a new Jell-O dessert for you, one of the prettiest yet. Jell-O banana foam, a new idea. Fruit-rich, shimmering strawberry Jell-O with a swell new kind of meringue topping. It's easy to make, and here's how. Dissolve one package of strawberry Jell-O in one pint of hot water and mold in individual sherbet glasses. Then for your topping, take one crushed banana, two teaspoons of sugar, and one stiffly beaten egg white. Blend them together. Fill this rich foamy topping on the strawberry jello just before serving, and believe me, you have a picture. Rich red strawberry jello, creamy white banana topping. Mmm, it's grand. Just be sure to use genuine jello for your jello banana foam, for jello brings you that delicious extra rich fruit flavor. So get some strawberry jello tomorrow and try this new dessert. This is the last number of the 25th program in the new Jello series, and we will be with you again next Sunday at the same time. So be sure and listen in for further adventures of Buck Harris. Oh, yeah, we'll see about that. Shut up. <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> Baker appears on the Jell-O program for courtesy of Mervyn Leroy Productions. Heard on the program where this is it from Stars in Your Eyes and Honolulu from the film of the same name. This is the National Broadcasting Company. I hope you enjoyed those two back-to-back episodes from the Jack Benny program. And I also hope you'll tune in this Friday for another classic comedy radio show here on the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. And remember... Deb, you want a nice hot uh, tang sausage maybe?